like for you to welcome my amazing friend, Carrie Hunt, today. Carrie is a certified Christian life coach, and that's where we met. She currently serves one-on-one clients, and she is also an LMS Encounter group leader. She's the wife to Scott for 30 years, and she also is the mom of six, ages 16 to 30. She is a graduate of Indiana University. She has been a homeschool mama for 24 years, and she currently has two kids still at home who are attending a local private school. She has many hobbies, which include reading and knitting and gardening, hiking, weight training, vacations, and so much more, spending time with family. She currently loves helping her clients with overwhelming lives, stress, anxiety, when they wonder what their purpose is, during times of transition, and when they wonder why the people in their lives are making it so hard. When they worry about their kids, their spouse, their boyfriend, their mother-in-law, their job, their health. Coaching and these tools have helped in so many ways in all these areas. It is a privilege to share them with others. She feels often like the most worthwhile part of her day is when she's coaching. It feels like sacred work. So welcome, Carrie. I'm so glad you're here. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Any time spent with you is a good time. Oh, I agree. We've just really connected and I'm just grateful that um, the life coaching really brought us together and we went through certification together, which is such a wonderful deep dive into dealing with all the fun things of life. So yeah, Yeah. and doing something scary together, something that we weren't sure we could do, um, but we did it together and it was great. And then, I mean, really out of all the coaches, we had so much in common with all of our years of homeschooling and doing classical conversation and being a tutor and yeah. That's right. I did forget to mention she's a classical conversations, former tutor, just like I am. (laughs) With honor. Yeah. I loved, I loved those years. Homeschooled. You homeschooled 24 years, right? Now what we just said, 24 and this is my 24th year homeschooling. So we do have lots in common for sure. Our husbands are even named the same for. <laughs> <laughs> we both have Scott stories. Scott I love it. stories. That's right. We adore Scott's. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So I was going to just start out by asking you a few really um, directed questions. And I just want you to share from your heart because I just love all of our conversations that we've had. And I know it's going to bless the listeners today. So what would you, um, what could you tell us could be some of the best tips for people who are stressed and overwhelmed? Oh, this is so good. Um, I think that, that the thing that helps me the most, um, and I've shared this with clients, I've shared them with, shared this with my kids is to just take a spiral notebook back of an envelope, piece of scrap paper and a, and a pencil pen or pencil that you like set a timer for three minutes and just dump everything out of your brain. Mm -hmm. Anything you're worried about, anything you feel behind in, anything that's a task, something you're feeling, a situation to just put that all onto paper. There's something so healing about taking it from, you know, out of your heart, into your head, in through your hand and onto that paper that, you know, if you look at studies, it says it can be as helpful as cognitive therapy to just get that out of your brain. Yes. It's in your brain anyway, to just get it onto paper and look at it. There can be so much relief in that. Absolutely. I so agree. Great point. Very good point. 
and and then from there I'd say, you know, you could just um, even look at it and think, okay, what are some things that just need to go on my calendar? Right. Yeah. What is some, maybe I could make myself a little task list for today or maybe put a few of those things in, in slot them in for other days. And then instead of your brain having to be a storage unit, mm-hmm. somehow juggling, like you think of a juggler trying to juggle 12 balls instead of feeling like your brain just has to hold on to all that stuff. And I, I got to remember to call the dentist and I got to remember to mm-hmm. sign the permission form. And I got to remember, you know, to, that we have a field trip on Thursday. Or I got to remember to call my mom or whatever it is. Once you get it on paper, your brain can let it go because your brain was designed to be a processing, mm-hmm. unit, not a storage unit. That's so, so true. Process. That's great, great information. And something that I wish I'd known it twenty years ago, though. Honestly, <laughs> yes. yes, me too. Back when we started the homeschooling journey, yes. right? <laughs> and I forgot, literally, like forgot to go to the dentist. And when you have six kids and you forget to go to the dentist, they are super mad. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That's a lot of appointment slots. It yeah. sure is. I can relate to that. Yeah. Absolutely. So I love that, though, that it's uh, meant to be processing, not storage, because I do think sometimes we just really abuse, you know, in that way. We have packed so much information. We're just over flooded with information in this information age that we live in. It's just everywhere we go. And there's a lot of overwhelming information out there, too. You know, mm-hmm. Stressed people. And oh. so. It can even work for, I mean, let's say that you just, I mean, for example, found out from the doctor that your blood sugar was high, anything, or if you're worried about something, something Mm -hmm. new, and it's just all that is in your head and it constantly keeps coming up and you keep kind of pushing it away because I need to get to laundry, I need to make dinner, we need to do math, Mm -hmm. pushing it away. It doesn't really go away. It just keeps popping back into your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot to deal with. So the timer can be great then too, to just, I'm just going to write down all my, all my thoughts about this situation Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. two minutes. And there's always just a little bit of relief in doing that. Absolutely. That's true. And when we walk around in that elevated stressed feeling, like we're talking about, we know what happens physiologically. Our cortisol goes up and it's just this constant kind of a, um, a spiral that's not healthy for anyone. So whatever we can do to relieve some of that stress and that overwhelm is just very beneficial for us in all the ways. (laughs) Well, I love that. And I think about something our coach taught us, right? Dr. Edie, I remember her teaching this. So if you're the mom who's holding on to this worry or this stress or this feeling, and you're kind of trying to tamp it down because you're trying to get through your day, it's like holding a beach ball in the water as hard as you can. And you can do it for a while, (laughs) but pretty soon your arms give out and that beach ball comes and hits you in the face or it hits your husband in the face or it hits an an innocent bystander, right? Because we're not, we're not meant to hold that down. Exactly. You're so right. right. And I remember her telling that and I love that story. I love those kind of object lessons, but the beach ball one just is such a very vivid, (laughs) good one to remember. And can't you just picture, like, I can almost feel my arms getting kind of tired, like your arms shaking. Yes. trying to hold it down but Absolutely. but you know we humans we can't we can't hold that stuff down mm-hmm. forever so to to you know whether it's processing an emotion which is something I'm still learning about or just journaling about it can help mm-hmm. absolutely that's great great tips I love it well I know um, one of the areas that you've been um, coaching a lot in has been working with young adults and it's being said right now in our current climate we live in that there is a great need um, for mental health, Um, more awareness and help for those in that young adult bracket. So do you have any tips that are even more specific to that age group? 
Oh, I love talking about this. So as a coach, I didn't really expect necessarily to work with, um, and most of my clients, they're all college age or young adult, like in their twenties out of college. And I didn't expect to coach that area, but then a, a couple of coaches, a friend hired me, right? Can you coach my two daughters? We're in our third session, third 12 weeks. And then I mentioned that, and now some coaches have heard that I do that. So they've asked me to coach their daughters and it has been, oh, just, I just love it so much because I think back to when I was in my twenties and some of the worries I had, some of the always feeling at the mercy of maybe whether or not my boyfriend still liked me <laughs> or at the mercy of what a friend said or, or a grade or a, or performance, you know, did I perform well on a test? Do I, did I make it into this group? I want to make it into, I always just felt, felt at the mercy of my circumstances mm-hmm. and the idea that, um, well, this, I don't know how much this for your listening audience, how much they know about this, but the, just the epiphany that my thoughts affect my feelings. Yes. And I take actions from those feelings and those actions create the results, That's right. which lead to feelings. So just the idea that I would have agency, that I could actually work with my thoughts mm-hmm. and my thoughts could change how I feel and how I show up in my own actual life. Think of knowing that in your 20s. I think that's amazing. I do too. Yeah. Um, so, so sweet. I mean, but, you know, of course, in their 20s, they're dealing, they're still humans. So they're dealing with the th- same things we are dealing with in our 30s and 40s and 50s. Right. Just getting those tools earlier, I think, is pretty incredible. Yes, I agree. I would have loved to have had those tools earlier. I just think (gasps) so many things, so many things you could have thought through better or just, you know, um, maybe been even able to have a greater impact, you know, on other moms around us at that time. Because I know, I mean, you and I have both been in that homeschool mom arena. And when you take on educating your own children at home, as we both did, there's a lot of stress and overwhelmed moms out there. And I just think that would have been so beneficial to have had some of these tools at that time for myself, but also to share with others. Game changer. Yeah, for sure. I mean, literally, we should probably go on the circuit and Mm -hmm. go to like CC groups in the summer and offer to do like... I think so. (laughs) Here's how you can self-coach. And boy, let me tell you, your day can be better. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, maybe your laundry pile does not change. (laughs) And maybe you're barely getting dinner in like by the skin of your teeth in time when everyone's like pounding on the table. Or, or, you know, maybe, you know, the kids still aren't getting the math lesson, right? Mm -hmm. But you can feel different in your own actual same day. Like it's absolutely. So that would be fun. You should write that on a list for us to look at. I will. I'm going to make that a list. We'll have to come back and revisit that. I do think that's revisit that. So good. But I, I think the thing that as like a homeschool mom that I would um, do differently is I wouldn't be so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I spent a lot of time, Mm -hmm. you know, you can notice whatever you want to notice. You can have the exact same day. And you can notice the beautiful things or you can have this exact same day and notice everything where you're falling short. Right. Exactly. So true. Yeah. And you know, so we, I, yeah, go ahead. No, you Sorry. Go ahead. That's fine. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I just would say to anyone who's listening, like, you're doing a great job, mama. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. That's exactly right. That's what they need to hear. And, you know, it's interesting because we're saying it specific to homeschooling, but it really applies to everyone. I mean, everyone needs to hear that, that we're doing a good job. Right. And all of us have a part of our brain called the inner critic. Um, And life is really, really great when like your inner critics, like 10% and your 
true, the more your true self part of your brain, like what you want to be is like 90%, but sometimes that inner critic turns up the volume and kind of takes over. And Mm -hmm. as I look back to my homeschooling brain, like in those years, I mean, there was so much time that I was beating myself up. And now as I look back, like things were turned out just great. Yes. It was going just fine. And it's great to have mentors and you, they give you ideas and you try them out and see if they fit for you. But if it's not something that works for your family, that doesn't mean anything about you. It's just fine. Maybe a different approach works for you. So just kind of living in that freedom. That's right. Absolutely. Because God didn't design us all to be like cookie cutters that we're going to do it the same way. And it's going to work the same for every child and every family. Very true. We have a lot of freedom in Christ. And he gives us what we need for each of those circumstances. So... And to rest in that, you know, for it all, all being for our good and his glory. And sometimes as you look back, even maybe some of the harder things your kids went through. I mean, we had just kind of shared my one son went to college and it had a rough semester. And I bet if you brought him on now as a senior, uh, maybe it takes more time than that. At some point, he will look back and look at that as a refining moment, as, yes. a, as a gift. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yep. I'm sure he will. I am sure. Absolutely. Because, you know, that's what one of the most beautiful things about maturing is you can look back and you see it through a different lens. You see the things you've gone through and the things, you know, that God's allowed into your life and how he's used them for your good, which is what it says, right? It's all for our good. And his glory. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I know one of the areas that stresses people um, often, um, and you kind of, you you know, it was a little bit in your bio, you're talking about how (laughs) we look around and we think other people are making things so difficult or they are so difficult and it makes it seem so challenging but yet you know I I know that's an area I've heard you share about before and I just love your story if you want to share some of that with us here today that would be wonderful or just if you have tips for working with difficult people whichever angle you want to take do you have like another hour? Uh, sure. Carry on. <laughs> so, so this is like in coaching my relationship that has improved the most that I've worked on the most is my relationship with my mother-in-law. And so it's, you know, it's always interesting. Like you start homeschooling and it seems like a terrible idea to them because they haven't done it or they don't know about it. Um, so I just spent a lot of time taking anything you know, I mean, gosh, if I look back, I'm not even sure how negative she was. I was so sensitive um, to anything negative because I felt like I wasn't getting her approval. So mm-hmm. I spent a lot of years beating myself up, thinking she was doing it wrong. I had basically like a manual of how she should do it. She should come and she should see the good things here and she should praise us and she should think I'm a good mom. She should think I'm a good wife. And well, turns out, what if she's allowed to be wrong about me? Mm. Right? What if she can have her opinion? And and so whenever she came, I was very nervous. I was crisis cleaning. I was stressed out. I probably stressed out my kids. Like I'm not even like looking back, she probably didn't even see the best version of us because I was so hard on myself (laughs) and wanting to like have everything spit shined. Um, But so this is kind of a thing that, that I've, that, um, a relationship that I've really worked on, mm-hmm. you know, and journaling was huge. One of our fellow coaches said to me before a visit, um, so this is going back, is this going back two years, a year? Um, why don't you just write down all the hurts? Mm. 
And I wrote five pages of hurts. And, 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 and not that they were all hurt. I mean, it was kind of like just a, when things, visits that didn't go well, things that were tense, things that were said. Mm-hmm. I'd never written them down. Mm-hmm. I'd carried them in my brain and resisted thinking about them mm-hmm. and made myself wrong for even thinking about them. Mm-hmm. But I just let myself open up and pour it all out on the pages. And then I was going to light them on fire in the fire pit before we left, but our flight was, I just didn't have time. So I threw it all away. I went out to the trash, never to be seen again, but somehow writing that down helped me unhook from some of those stories. Mm-hmm. And then my second assignment for my coach was to write down the things that you love about her. Even if it's just that she raised an amazing son that loves you well mm-hmm. and is a great dad and a great husband. So, but believe me, as I started writing, more came out like you know when you sit there and you look at the page and say what else sometimes your brain offers you more she's an amazing hostess she always brings the fun she's one of the people that is in my kids corner of the whole world Mm -hmm. she's one of the three living grandparents that is in their corner Mm -hmm. and you cannot replace that and she loves them well and so as i wrote those things and we went to that visit we were visiting her i saw her in a different light And it's probably hard for the listeners to even believe because I couldn't even believe it myself, really. But I saw her differently. And now we're another year out. I love her so much. Mm. And I don't know if she would even say that I've changed. But our relationship to me from my my end is completely transformed. Mm -hmm. I have let go. Yeah. Yeah. Of all that hurt. Of all that hurt, like I just don't even feel it. And um, our coach, Dr. Edie, everybody should follow her. Um, she has a great teaching on difficult people that she often does before Thanksgiving and Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. And one of the things, I don't know if this was Dr. Edie, if it was Angela, but the thing that was like a neon light to me to remember was, see if you can approach it with some humor. Right? Oh, yeah, that's super oh. cool. You know, just like laughing, like even if you have something between you and your husband, I'm sure my kids are going to be doing this about me. They and their spouses are probably going to be like, well, there's mom being mom there. She said it again or you know, whatever goofy thing that I do, which there's going to be plenty, believe me. Um, But that there is, you know, so just that kind of seeing it with humor or the other thing. I loved this. If you have a bingo board in your head, Mm -hmm. make a bingo board. Mm -hmm. And see if you can get a, a line of bingo. And each little square is filled with something like when she tells me I load the dishwasher wrong, right? Or, or just whatever those funny things that you're starting to see is funny that used to drive you crazy and set you off for days. Maybe they could be funny and maybe they could be on a bingo board and maybe they get a little, what are those called? Discs? Or or, yeah, discs. That's fine. Yeah. A little disc. Yeah, yeah. They get a disc when it's said. And then suddenly you're like laughing about it instead of, I'm telling you, the comment about the dishwasher would put me in a bad mood for an hour in the mm. past. Now I just get a little disc on my bingo board and it, it's, it's like a miracle. Yes. You're kind of looking for those now, right? I mean, like you kind well, of want some yeah. discs. <laughs> I'm like, here, what do you think of my dishwasher? Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Maybe, maybe we can see you can take it even a step further, but that's beautiful. I'll tell you, we think of these old resentments and that I mean, I have other relationships in my life that I've struggled with, obviously, but, but that's one that's just been a 30 year one where I have been, and this is another Dr. Edie teaching. I've been holding onto this porcupine, which is my resentment, right? Mm-hmm. Holding onto it. And I've been holding it tighter and tighter. And I'm the one that's bleeding. Mm. Yeah, that's I'm right. The one that the quills are poking into, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that porcupine, I don't even know where he lives anymore because it's gone. He's gone. I love that. That's right. 
And it's that's, that's a miracle. that is a miracle. It is. And I love that teaching that Dr. Edie does too. And it kind of makes me think a lot about forgiveness too, because, you know, like you said, some of those hurts that you listed may or may not have really been like big things, but you've, you have let go of them, which I consider that like you've forgiven the ones that maybe needed forgiveness. And we always know that forgiveness is really for us. Because we are the ones that drink, as Dr. Edie also says, right? We drink the cocktail of unforgiveness because our body stirs that up, mixes it perfectly for us when we're holding on to it so tightly. But we can let go of it and not drink that cocktail because they're not drinking it anyway. The other person's not even having a sip of it. It's all us. Right. Actually, it's so interesting. I was just in the kitchen with my mom and her cousin, um, and we were talking about that, about unforgiveness. And... My mom, I think, said it might even be something they talk about at AA. It's like when you're not forgiving, it's like you're drinking the poison mm-hmm. and expecting the rat to die. That's right. Because right? a lot yeah. of times whoever we're mad at, we see as a rat. I mean, that's just honest. Like, right. So, so, boy, yeah. who the heck wants to do that? Yeah. Right. But in our humanness, we almost can't help ourselves sometimes. Right. And that's what I love about coaching is it kind of slows us down enough mm-hmm. to really look at it. Exactly. It's one of the beautiful benefits of coaching is all these great tools that we're learning and getting that perspective change, the different shifts in our perspective, like you were talking about, learning how to view things differently. And even when, as you mentioned earlier, circumstances may not change, right? But we can choose a, we can choose to change or we can choose to tell the story differently so that how we show up changes. Yes. There is a movie that illustrates this so beautifully and I don't get a kickback, but I'd like to plug it. Sure. Um, it's called about time. It's a rom-com science fiction. It is rated PG. So, you know, you know, decide if you want to see it, I think, you know, but it's pretty, it's, it's so good. And the very last scene is like, I think this work personified, he goes through his day and he sees it like a normal human, right? Mm-hmm. All the irritations. Mm-hmm. all the annoyances, all the hard, all the things that get messed up and aren't perfect. And um, and then the second time he sees it through a lens of gratefulness. Mm. Wow. And it's it's just, it's it's beautiful. Yeah. So I need to go maybe family, yeah. family movie night, maybe. That sounds great. We watch it once a year. That's a, I, I would love that. It sounds like something I would enjoy. Well, I have, this has been so fun spending this time with you and getting to hear just a little bit more of your excellent, amazing tips that you share. And I just love this so much. And I love that, um, you know, God has brought us both into this coaching world and just the honor it is, right, to serve our clients and to see them grow in these skills as well. And, you know, um, if you need one-on-one coaching Carrie does offer that. She has her one-on-one coaching services available and we will include her. You can reach out to her in the show notes below. And if you want to have, do you have any closing remarks for us, Carrie, before we sign off? Well, I would just say that um, any, any of the coaches from our group that were certified, I think we have so many, so great. Like I would send my sister to you, Stephanie. I just think, I just think like, learning these tools and then being able to share them or being able to just sit and hold space for someone to share what's going on with their life is such a privilege. Yes. And I know that being coached has helped me. Yes. Um, and I'm grateful to, for this to be my, my calling right now. Yes. 
I agree. It is an honor, and I'm so grateful as well. And I am grateful for you, dear friend. Oh, yeah. love you, friend. This love was fun. Too. It sure was. Until next time. <laughs> oh, take care. Yes, you too. Yeah, have a great night. Yes, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Until next time, this is my hope for you. You can find me at stephaniejohns.com or on the gram at the Hope Coach. You can use the links in the show notes below to apply for one-on-one coaching and to join my email list.